somewhat on track so uh this doesn't veer into a rant i feel that so man what's going on have kids wife uh white neighbors white neighbors uh kids are fine man my daughter's starting kindergarten on the 26th of this month getting big how do you feel i don't know because like in some moments, I still think that she's like a baby, but then she'll say some off the wall shit, and I'll just be like, "Yo, <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not a child or a baby anymore." Oh man! <clears throat> but no, I mean, I hope she 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 does good. She's smart. She's been in daycare pretty much her whole life, so she's learned a lot. So she's I don't I'm not worried about her not being able to keep up when she goes. Uh, aside from that, my son's good. He's just chilling. My wife's good. She graduated school hey. and she started her new job, which is cool. Yeah, extra money. Extra money. Mm-hmm. I'm. I start class next week on the ninth. And uh, I you're should... still doing that coding uh, class. Yeah. Software development, coding, programming, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, should be finished with that by the end of this year. Um, that's it, man. There's not much going on over here. We're just kind of chilling, just coasting, getting our ducks in a row. Right, right. I feel yeah. How's school going for you? Uh, it's going pretty smoothly. Um, I had. I had started off spring semester. Spring semester wasn't really hard. Uh, again, back in the routine of things again was different. Just being in class instead of being an online student only was mm-hmm. a little bit of a learning curve because some professors have isms that don't really make sense, but you just kind of got to adapt to them. And then I figured out you could look up your professor and figure out like what other students rated him or her. Yeah. And that helped out so much when it came to like summer classes. Cause summer classes, both my professors were amazing. Like it was the, I'm not going to say it was easy because summer classes are like way faster paced. Cause instead of a 16 week course, it's an eight week course with right. 16 weeks worth of information you got to get down. Right. But uh, yeah, it's going by pretty smoothly. Uh, I did calculus and history over the summer gross okay yeah <laughs> what they um, teach you in the white man's history book well uh, this one was world history so 
my my American like that changes the fact that it was a white man's history book but okay oh yeah it it, <laughs> it pretty much was like i'm just joking it, it taught it taught some honestly it, it really comes down to who the professor is and how they teach because my american history instructor was a black man but it felt like every single lesson was about the plight of the black person and this is the starting date for this history class was like 1850 so there was still a lot of Native American and other cultural stuff going on in America, it, how Asian Americans over in California were going through their sense of not understanding their place in America because the gold rush happened. Yeah. And after a while, they were stigmatized because they were taking their jobs. That's always been the white American, the ignorant white Americans fear is foreigners are going to come and take your job when you weren't working it in the first place. Right. But and then also there was a whole culture of Haitian America, like the Haitian Revolution had just ended, like not really just ended, but it was within like 50 years of the start of where we were starting history. And we only ever focused on the plight. I I felt like I didn't really learn much because I I take an effort in learning a lot of black history on the side but mm-hmm. i mean there's really only so much you can learn with you, you just said eight weeks right there's really only so much you can learn i mean there's a lot of history out there history happens at any point in time except for the future i guess but yeah like what's documented is documented and then it just comes down to interpretation like i felt like i learned more in the world history course just because the way because we started that one from, I think, around the American uh, Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Nah, we started it before then because we were talking about the Ottoman Empire at some point. So that helped me understand the nuances of why the world is so fucked up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you kind of realize colonialism was always just shitty in general. Spaniards, French, British, the Ottomans... Uh, the Safi Vid Empire, that was a new one to me. I didn't really know much about them, but they just kind of got trampled on. Like, they weren't that great of an empire. It's just they were in a mountainous area, so they just they knew how to adapt to that while, like, the Ottomans would come through, try to conquer. They would beat them, but the winter would come, and they don't know how to handle it, and they would have to dip. But, yeah, colonialization, like, Napoleon was a terrible person. Uh, the French went over and pretty much through all of Haiti into like just a whirlwind of economically being fucked like that. Haiti yeah, might be the one place where they are the worst winners I've ever seen when it comes to <laughs> politics. Like that was the worst case scenario. I don't even know how everybody wants, like has a, a vision of what a revolutionary win would look like. Yeah. And that wasn't it. It was, like they won the war and then Napoleon came in power, came back, made them fight more, lost again. But France said, in order for us to allow you to declare your independence after you beat the shit out of us, we're going to, you know, charge you millions of francs and put your nation in debt for so long. And they didn't even have the infrastructure to even 
really do anything. They just knew how to farm and agriculture. And by the time they won that, it was like the worst time possible because the Industrial Revolution popped off and all those crops didn't matter as much anymore. You could just... Like it was like Haiti, 40 years of being somewhat productive. And then Haiti was just another Haiti and the Dominican Republic were both just countries. Like we don't France. really need your sugar anymore. France needs to go ahead and give Haiti all their money back. They're not, <laughs> They're not. Well, obviously, but <laughs> Oh my, it's so, it's so stupid because they, the world bank just wiped Haiti, the rest of Haiti's dead away in 2010, I think. And I was like, why the fuck did it take that long for them to recognize, hey, the Haitians shouldn't be paying that much to France for winning their own independence. Right. Like most of the people that were at uh, St. Uh, Dominica, I might be butchering the original name. Majority of them were African slaves, and that's why they won. It was an overwhelming majority of African slaves that the revolt wasn't much of a fight. They just trampled across the colonizers but yeah colonialization was pretty uh uh, fucked up and american settlers just institutionalized slavery it wasn't that it was new it's just you know they figured um, it out yeah they figured out hey we're gonna anything that's born from a black woman is a slave even if the husband was a white man regardless of how that child was conceived you know with permission or without permission that kid's going to be a slave regardless so it was america institutionalized it every other nation was just kind of loose with it they were just about oppressing them and if you know a black man got free for the like in haiti there was freed africans or mixed freed african slaves or just people of color as there were slaves which was really odd, but yeah. it wasn't a giant majority of them or a giant percentage that were in this free population, but it was there. They were still oppressed, but in America, that just was not happening. Like You are not having freedom until either your state declared slavery was illegal or Abraham Lincoln said it, and he wasn't that great of a person either. But See, man, see... Like you just proved that you paid attention in class. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I like it. I try to get an understanding. You know, everybody's situation. Uh, I can't sit here and try to be on a podcast talking like I know something if I don't pay attention in class on just history. Bullshit! Watch me do it. <laughs> Boy, you about to be in there fucking up somebody's website while you talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm laughing because it's probably true. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. Oh, fuck it. We're kind of in the role of it now. So, um, hey, what's up? What we got? All right. So, first, I'm edging up on about a year of being outside the military, and I've Gone from a few different jobs, shot a few different things out. You're clear past a year outside the military, have a whole family. Yeah, actually, this Friday, Saturday is going to be my fourth year out. Dang. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be my fourth year out. Wait, nice. 17, 18, 19, 22. Yeah, fourth year. Nice. So what's like a lingering feeling, I guess? Like what feelings 
have stuck around, whether if it's just acclimating to different environments, things that you somewhat miss about the military or things that you do better without the structure of the military? Um, lingering, I'd probably say like, I'll just start off with pros. Um, I guess the one thing I do miss about the military would be maybe the set schedule even though it was kind of shitty like yeah you know it'd be wake up be here at 8 eat lunch at 11 be done at lunch at 12 30 mm-hmm. possibly get out and go home at 3 and if not eat lunch at fucking 4 o'clock or eat dinner <laughs> at 4 35 o'clock there was um, always a routine yeah it was a routine and you kind of like your days were planned like your weeks were planned your months were planned um, no matter what. Sorry, my son is right here. Not do you think, man? Anyway, sorry. Um, a not so pro, a con, <laughs> lingering <laughs> feeling, uh, would probably be like the feeling of like being watched <laughs> every second of the day, or like. Like, say I wanted to go to Metalcore or something to get checked out. You yeah. know, if I told somebody, I was like, hey, you know, I really want to go to Metalcore or something, like, the immediate response to that would be, oh, you're just looking for a way to get out, get out <laughs> early or some shit like that. And I'm just like, no, nah, my fucking back hurts, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of still lingers today because I'll want to set up an appointment like i have va appointments that i have to go to or stuff like that and i either set them for either really early in the morning or really late in the day and if i can the weekend because if i set them up early or late i can go get that out of the way and then still go to work okay on the so weekend. you still feel that guilt that in the military kind of yeah yeah, like they're unofficially like, drops on you whenever you have some shit to, that's going on in your life that would make sense for you to take the time out of your yeah, day. To yeah, go. yeah. Like, I mean, like, fuck. I mean, mental health days. Like, there's days when I get up and I'm just like, dude, I do not want to fucking work or I do not want to do this. And like, I'll call in or like, I'll wake up at like five in the morning, six in the morning and think of a fucking text to text my boss and be like, hey, um, my son's throwing up. And shitting out of his ass, like I can't go to work today. <laughs> like, when all I can really do is just be like, "Hey, um, taking today off." I'm sorry. Yeah, like that's that's a normal thing. I I still don't. I, I haven't adjusted to that either. Just being able to tell people no, just because of no, you don't have to have some extreme reason for why you're saying no. It's just I want to say no today, and there's right. other people who could do the same job you are just calling out for. Right. Now, if you do it all the time, then you're an asshole. But um, we don't do that. I'm trying to think. There's other things that do linger. I mean, uh, I know for you, you kind of work shifts, like twelve on, twelve off type things. Um, yeah. But for me, it was kind of just like certain days we would get in, and they'd be like, "Hey, you know, if you get these, this, 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 and this done, you'd be able to go home at thirteen hundred or something crazy." Right, and we would go work super hard, get all our shit done by like eleven, and be like, "All right, you know, we can go home by 13. And 
stay Still coming. Be like, nope, never mind. <laughs> Some shit like that. And for work now, like when I go in, I get a list of things that I got to do for the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go in and I'm going to do all this shit as fast as fucking possible so I can fucking go home. Because you can actually go home. Yeah. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. like that's that's a good thing for me. Also, not a good thing for me because I get paid hourly and if yeah, I go home you early and I lose out on that money, which I'm not too worried about. But uh, as far as like the work environment goes, everybody's like, slow the fuck down. Yeah, slow the fuck down. Like, oh, you don't want to work or some shit like that. Or, you know, just because everybody I work with is like super old. They're like not super old, but they're like 40s, 50s. And yeah, they're, all, they're not in a rush. Well, it's that, and they're in that demographic. Like, they are white, but that's not like a big factor in it. It's like they are Trump supporters. However, the <laughs> <laughs> like their thought process is just like, you know, work, 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 work. And I'm just like, I'll work. I'll get this shit done. I have no problem with working, but I also like going home. So they and, don't. Okay, so they don't have a problem with. On top of just being there because of it makes you more money, being able to space out the job longer rather than finishing sooner, they see you as being lazy for trying to finish sooner. And get, yeah, and get home earlier. What type you of know? ass backwards thinking is? <laughs> I have no idea, and it's been like that every company I've gone to. And honestly, in my head, it's just like, well, if I get all this shit done earlier, which means I'm being a little more efficient, and you're paying me less. So what is the issue? But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's really weird. And that's something else I guess I, I've been noticing on my side of just being out and being around different groups of people. I don't ask people what are their political backgrounds because that's typically impolite and I genuinely don't care. But you can get a feel of how different people think just by being around them. Mm-hmm. Like that that mindset by itself is so weird. Like, yeah. I think you're lazy because you're working too hard. And it's so- somewhat makes sense, but not really. Because if you're doing a good job and trying to leave early, if you finish your job and you try to leave early, that's not being lazy. That's being efficient. I don't think a lot of people understand what efficiency truly is because I think the way a lot of jobs work nowadays is it teaches you to be slow. It doesn't teach mm-hmm. you to be efficient because for us, we could finish a job efficiently and quick and still be there. Now us dragging it along the day doesn't, it actually makes our day worse because all the stuff that they're going to back into us with at one o'clock when they promise us that we are going to be going home. Now they're going to back into us at three 30 when mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't benefit us to on be top lazy. of the shit that you already had to do. Yeah, that's so. pretty. Every single reserve UTA weekend I got to do on the reserves, that is it every single time. We'll have a schedule and it'll have all this stuff that dentals, what classes we're going to go over, what training we're going to go over. But the base has a whole different schedule that in communication at my reserve base is trash. It is the worst. And that's something else that that I, I'm not a, I haven't fully adjusted to getting out is in the military. If somebody doesn't communicate a task or a job, well, there's always someone you could be.
be referenced to to figure out what's going on or at least get the ball rolling on something. Right. Someone you could email that you know they'll have to respond to the email or you'll go up to the next person in their chain of command, a phone call, someone you may know that can make a phone. That ain't it on the outside. Even in the reserves, bro, at my base, they messed up the pay for every single uh, reservist that Oof. worked last drill weekend. So none of us got paid last for last month yet. And we're going back to drill this weekend. And that's not a rare occurrence for me first three months i was in the reserves and i worked i didn't get paid because they messed up my records and i would go there and i would give i would try to give them the papers right of all my stuff from active duty so it can so they can migrate into their system and they told me they shouldn't need it but then it turns out the lady i was speaking to didn't do the job in the first place they just kind of passed tasks off from one person to another it's super unorganized and by the time you ask, like, a who who handled it in the first place, where is this lady at? They say, oh, this wasn't her official job. She's over in this other building. Yeah. That uh, I really missed that side of just accountability. There's no accountability. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've noticed a lot of people outside, like, in the military, people do throw you under the bus. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's almost to a certain extent. But, like, outside, it's just everything's fair fucking game, bro. Like, I'll, like, I'll see some shit that people that I work with have done that they should get fucked over on. And I'd just be like, I'll make some excuse up for them and be like, ah, you know, it's all good. It was like that when we got there. Or some shit like that. <laughs> These guys, man, they're just everybody's fucking throat. They're just after. I'm just like, there's no reason for you to be like that. We're all just fucking doing the same thing. We're just working. Everybody's so disgruntled, just mad about something. They'll be 40 or 50 working a warehouse job, complaining about something. or They'll try to snap on you for something that's so remedial and basic, but was never addressed in the company itself. So it's like, every new guy is going to stumble over this because there's no instructions anywhere. There's no formal training. There's no, and I'm not talking about formal training, like uh military, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that eight step process. Mm. No, it's just have, you know, a piece of paper on a wall somewhere that says this goes here. Do. Cause if I walk into a new warehouse job, I can get the gist of everything that's going on, but what happens when things go a little left, a little right? What happens when somebody does a lazy, half-ass job? Right. But people don't want to solve those problems. They'd rather just roll your head under the bus when you run into that issue. Yeah. Another thing, too, would be, like, interacting with people. Um, <laughs> it's just certain shit I could talk about with, like, I still have friends that are still in. I've friends that are veterans and whatnot and i can talk to them about certain things like i can say a certain thing to you and you kind of understand it like i could just be like take some ibuprofen or something if you come at me and you're like i just got diagnosed with cancer or some shit and i'm just <laughs> like well I'll take some ibuprofen or some shit and change the socks <laughs> you get it but like i, I just can't 
now I just can't really fully connect with a lot of people that haven't experienced a lot of the shit that I've experienced. Yeah. And it's crazy to think because I was only in for four years, but the the impact that it had on like my personality, like the way I view things or whatnot is pretty substantial. Yeah. And I feel like no matter what part of the country I'm in, like I will always act the way I act like while I was in or whatnot. Not completely, because I've definitely changed, but... I just see it as people are soft, like... And when I say that, uh, some people get offended when I... Like, I'll say it in public, or with my ex, I would say it to... Oh, man, that's me. Well, I guess, you know, if I walk like a duck, talk like a duck, I guess I'm an asshole. But I'll tell people they are soft. Like, yeah. why are you letting certain things trap you in such a box? Um, for me, socializing has mostly been a, that's a whole different aspect that's, it can go left, it can go right. And for most people, they don't know how to socialize outside of the goals that they're trying to achieve. And I'm not saying that talking about your goals is important. Rather, the goals that they're trying to achieve is unclear. So they complain all the time about it. They mm-hmm. don't know what they want to do. They hate their job they have a rent or a mortgage that they're just stuck with. And what ends up happening is they just get trapped in a loop of they don't have any options. And this isn't the case for everybody, but some people do have a separate household that they could stay at for say four to six months while they look for a different job. They get a different career, apply for a different vocational skill, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to do that. I don't know if it's the stigma of failing or quote unquote failing, but when I would bring up stuff like this of, you know, maybe you could put your house on the market and you could rent it out, or maybe it won't be a quick process, but possibly selling your house would be the most beneficial thing to you right now because that mortgage and the insurance that you pay on it is a hefty bill to have to keep up with. Yeah. But when it comes to that, people see that as failing, even though I'm pretty sure 100% of people in America will never live in the same house they grew up in or the first house that they buy. Most of us are going to sell the first house that we buy. None of us stay in the same apartment for our entire lives. Economically, we just grow. But people get trapped behind this wall of what goals they set up and one girl that I had went on a date with, she said, I, I just kind of like pitched a couple of ideas her way. She said, you know, she's too old to be thinking about reinventing herself. I was like, nigga, you are 27 years old. What are you talking about? What like, are you talking about? You can always reinvent yourself. But that's the thing is they, I don't know if it's social media doesn't encourage them to. And that's something else I wanted to get to is how social media has molded so many people's minds into being one directional it's all either fixated on having the most amount of money or uh and this is going to sound really weird because I'm all, we're eventually, we're going to drift into talking about therapy but some people overemphasize their feelings when it comes to their everyday decisions and yeah. that ends up being an anchor on your foot because if 
every every time you feel bad or like you said some days you don't feel like going to work so you'll call out that's okay from time to time but if every single day you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you never take the time to figure out how to navigate your way through some of those feelings Mm -hmm. you just end up quitting every job you do and after a while you just end up hating everything because no matter how many times you quit every job you end up with the same outcome you just get into this loop of insanity where you're not really solving anything but you're appeasing your feelings which might be triggering a level of dopamine in your own brain that's unhealthy it's kind of like drinking too much liquor using liquor to go to sleep i guess right is you're mixing the chemicals in your brain to make you think what you're feeling is a good positive thing but at the end of the day it's like you're not establishing yourself you're not actually making progress at most you're just keeping a dollar bill coming but just as easy as it is to make a dollar losing a dollar is just as quick you know it's it's expensive just to live in the first place so you quitting and not establishing your mind mental health or at least just trying something different like that that's kind of been a social thing between me and the women I've like gone on dates of just where they're at. It, it, it's, it's been really few and far between when it comes to a, a woman who's just stable enough to say, you know, I don't really like the job I have, but this is what I'm going to do right. to change my situation. Right. And that's kind of like what I, what I'm doing now That's why I'm like, you know, still going to school or whatnot. I'm doing like a whole career shift because like, like I said before, I'd get up and I'd be like, yo, I do not want to do this. I do not want to fucking work. And I like for a while I was sitting there, I was just like, do I not want to work or do I not want to do this job? Wow. And this whole time, like while I'm still working, I don't like it, but I'm still doing what I need to do in order to hold the job, obviously, and fucking be good at it or be decent at it um and my solution to that was do a career switch you know what i'm saying i like i'm well established now like i have a house i have two kids um have a dog i have five chickens and a cat (laughs) and boy you sound as filipino as you (laughs) (laughs) and you know i have a mortgage i have bills i have cars and whatnot that i have to take care of and in my head, I'm like, you know, I get paid this amount of money to do this work. You know, when I do this career switch, I'm going to have almost no experience with this. So I'm basically going to be starting over from the bottle of the barrel. Now, granted, the median salary for the job that I'm switching to is good. Doesn't mean that I'm going to get that salary. So I yeah. could come out with a pay cut. And that's almost like that's kind of like something I had to go back and forth with myself and mm-hmm. figure if that's a risk that I'm willing to take and reasonably yeah. for my happiness. I I think so. That I think that was like a good risk to take. So time will tell. So like mentally, how do you how do you cope with like waking up every day and going to a job you don't necessarily like, or have you ever like come to grips with? if this next step that you take doesn't work out as well as you wanted it to, how comfortable would you be drifting back into the situation you're in now? 
Um, so it's kind of like me making the decision to get out of the military. Um, you know, I, when I was in, I was pretty much set up to stay in for 20 and do great. Mm-hmm. Like, I was E5 within two years of being in. Um, right before that, I got out, I was... It's crazy. That is up, literally impossible in the Air Force. Up for E6. Um, and I had a bunch of different, like, schooling certifications and whatnot. And in my head, I was just like, you know, I can stay in because you get a steady check. And the, the thing they drilled into your head when you're in the military is, you know, you got to make two times the amount that you make in the military in order to live comfortably outside of the military. Some dumb shit like that. And that's debatable. It is highly debatable. Yeah, but... being on the outside, that is extremely debatable. <laughs> you know, they just say a bunch of shit to scare you and to, like, just to retain you. Yeah, but... y'all took a pay cut and you do... It, I could live by myself and I guess my lifestyle wouldn't be the same, but you, you could live pretty well making... Fifteen to nineteen dollars an hour, to be totally honest. But continue. Yeah, I mean, you know, disability is a thing too. But oh yeah, they don't tell you about that either. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like the biggest thing was kind of just figuring out if me getting out was a good idea for my family because I think at that point in time I just had my daughter at that time. Yeah. Uh, she was like a year old. Um. But the thing I did while I was in the military was I made sure that I had like a certification that could transfer to the civilian world. All right. To where I could work. Like I first got out, I started going to college like full time and it didn't necessarily work out. So I was like, okay, I'll still go to college part time or like just online fully, but I'll start working. And then I started working in the trade I have now. And, you know, I got out, I started making like 25 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is cool because my wife was still in and we got health insurance and all that shit. So I didn't have to pay for anything. It was just taxes and then paycheck. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got used to this job, started working it. I kind of knew then that I didn't like it, but at the same time, I was just like, I'm pretty decent at it. So I'm just going to keep going. I started getting paid more and more, a lot more moved across country, moved to a different company, demanded more, got paid more, um, didn't like that job, that company, still in the same field, obviously, moved to a new company, demanded more, got paid more. And that whole time while working, I was just like kind of going through the motions and I kind of caught myself going through the motions, just like, all right, got this job, going to do this job. This is what's wrong with it. Your shit's fucked up. Need a new one. Fix. On to the next one. And then I'd just wake up and I'd just be like, yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but given the responsibilities that I have, obviously I got to take care of these things. So right. I'm going to push through it. You know, it's eight hours a day most of the time. And, you know, you kind of just go through now me making the decision to do this career switch and do like a total 180 because right now I got a blue collar blue collar job and I'm gonna effectively be moving into an office space type job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um moving like the possibility 
of not succeeding in this career change and having to go back to it, I've kind of like mulled that over and it's just like, if I got to, I know what I'm doing as far as work goes and I know what I'd like and what I don't like. So I can kind of shop around as far as companies go Mm -hmm. or, you know, start setting little boundaries here and there and just kind of go from there and either one, just suck it up or two, find another career to switch to. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And both of those are very viable options because you solidified. And I think this is really important is solidifying something in the first place. Like my, I have a background in Ellie. My last option is becoming a police officer, but Mm -hmm. I understand. And I can wrap my head around if I need to go into, like, I don't have to be a police officer. I can go into corrections. I can go into anything law enforcement based and start to make an income, especially with my background being in the air force, I can get a job and moving up wouldn't be hard, but it's just there as a safety net. And I was talking with one of my friends and uh, they were talking about it to their parents and they kind of felt that the direction that their parents wanted them to go, which making me feel old, I understood was go to college and get a degree in something that's generic enough that you always have a fallback even if it's not a great fallback and this isn't the ideal feel good butterfly feeling that everybody wants to feel in 2021. Mm -hmm. It's just the reality part of life is if I need to sustain myself, I have a viable way to do it and I know how I'm good at it. Now, enjoying your work environment, you could honestly, I don't think Jeff Bezos enjoys all of his work environments. I don't think Elon Musk enjoys all of his work environments. I don't think there's a job on the planet that somebody 100% enjoy all the time. It just comes down to finding your right tribe and just right being a, being comfortable there. Because I'm sure if you would have found a company that was conducive to your lifestyle or that you felt comfortable in, going to work every it's kind of like the military going to work every day is less shitty when you have good people around you right now when you go to a different station and leadership is toxic everybody hates life every and it shows on their face the way they walk every aspect is shitty then it's just like yeah even though i'm good at this job i don't want to be here like this is this shit yeah this is terrible i mean i guess the biggest thing is i know how to work right I know what my responsibilities are. I know what bills I have to pay. I know what fucking, like, what I want to do as far as I know, like, my hobbies and shit that I like and the shit that I like is not expensive or not inexpensive. Um, so when push comes to shove, if I got to fucking work, I'm going to work. It's not, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like, yeah. If for some reason I get hit in the head and I forget how to do my job effectively, at the very least, I know how to go to fucking McDonald's and fucking <laughs> So it's just, it's just, I kind of just suck it up and just keep it moving for the time being. Um, doesn't mean that while I'm doing it, I'm not searching for different things to do. Oh, absolutely. To alleviate that. So, yeah. Yeah. Always got to look for different options. It's just finding a good mental space to continue and 
I found going to therapy. I went to my first therapy session a few days ago. And the process of it, and I'll go through the process of how I went through it. I'll let you share yours. Mm -hmm. Um, So normal emotional up and downs that everybody goes through, uh, whether if it's personal life stuff going on, uh, side stuff that's going on, same ones and twos everybody got to do. And I started looking up different uh, therapy sessions, made sure that my healthcare covered therapy in the first place. That's really important. Call or look on the website and see if they take, you know, my insurance is TRICARE, which is really spotty on who's going to take it. Like certain physicians in that building took TRICARE, but not all of them. So make sure you pick the one that takes TRICARE. Yeah. American uh, healthcare is trash, but it, it, it's awful. Mm-hmm. It is, it is the stupidest system in the world. Um, it's so business based at this point. The business of the Medicare system sucks. Thank you to all the nurses and doctors out there. But the logistics of the medical system is complete garbage. Mm-hmm. But uh, back on top, I found one that took TRICARE. And I found myself just kind of scrolling through their website, checking out everybody's portfolio. I was like, this doesn't help at all. Because I, I don't want to pick out, I personally did not want to pick out my therapist. Because that felt too predictable when i went to therapy i wanted to come in with a completely blank mind at the moment or whatever was on my mind without an expectation of what was going to happen so i just picked uh first available therapist it puts in what insurance you have and they just match you they just tell you a date uh pulled up at about 8 a.m you know i set my days pretty early also and uh, went to the office. It was real calm, chill. They had coffee, uh, background music playing. It was very relaxing, and it and this is the greatest part of what I took out of it is my first therapy session did not get deep. It was just a conversation. Yeah, first ones are usually pretty, pretty chill. Yeah, like it didn't it didn't fly that far off the handle as I thought it would because. I guess our perception of therapy is really misconstrued for the military and law enforcement specifically. We weren't allowed to go to therapy like unofficially because they will put us on a do not arm roster. We'll be pushed to the side and they'll monitor your mental health to make sure that you're fully there to go to work. When in reality, they're just stigmatizing you into ever going back because it just creates a logistical issue if you ever go to a military doctor and i think it's really shitty because my first therapy session helped me understand some of the basics right just uh my therapist was the first person to tell me find your tribe because i'm out here in the dating world trying to we're not trying to meet anybody but i find find it socially i find myself socially distanced from trying to conversate with different people because right. Military people have lived an extensive life. I've been all across the world, seen different things. My expectations are just different of the world. And we know how to put our head down, take the shit and get a job done. Yeah. All while still feeling normal. But people our age haven't developed that far yet. Like I said earlier, uh, they're still trying to establish their careers or maintain the career in the household that they currently have while wanting to change up and not understanding sometimes the goals you have to achieve come with sacrifices for the moment. Yeah. And 
my therapist was the first person to tell me to find my tribe, just try out different things, go to bookstores, go to like poetry nights, painting sips, just or sign up for meetup.com class that is just kind of out out of your realm. Mm. Just look at something that you don't know anything about, like astrophysics, strength theory, or you know, a culture that you've never been around before, the cuisines that they have. And just go there and just ask questions. These are all social events where I think social media doesn't affect them as much because social media has painted so many pictures of what everybody looks like. People are free to socialize in the first place. Like I had one girl, and this was the first and last time I had a social dating app. I It was like black, BLK. And I swiped on this one girl. And, you know, just did a little introduction, seeing what she was about. And, you know, I told her, you know, I think it'd be pretty cool to get to know you and kick it sometime. And mm-hmm. she, she said, oh, yeah, we'll see how you do with your opportunity. And I, I sat there for a second. I said, did this bitch just say <laughs> my opportunity? Like, what? The, boy, I, I, I deleted that app so quick because it was <laughs> it was like, what the fuck gave you the audacity to even say that? Like, right. this is just a conversation. I don't. There's no part of life where somebody would just I, I would never say that to another male. She would never say that to another female. So what makes you think that's OK to say it to me? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even respond to it. I just deleted the app. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to socialize, I'd rather just do it in person because every single girl's like bio is pretty much a checklist. Like you have to be this tall. You have to be uh, this weight. You have to have no kids or you're going to accept my kids with me. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, can I at least say hi before your bio just like has all these demands? Right. And I guess there's guys out here who entertain that type of stuff. So, you know, good for you. You're married with kids. But (laughs) for the single people going on 26 and doesn't have kids, you just kind of get put into this little area where people are coming up with marriage level demands and you don't even know them yet. It's like, can we at least just have a coffee date and see like if we fuck with each other in the first place? Yeah. And people would just go to clubs and try to meet each other there and pay like a $40 entrance fee, pay for a bottle for a section, scream at each other to try to talk. But if you (laughs) ask somebody, hey, if you have insurance therapy is $15, would you want to go? Everybody in the club will look at you funny. Yeah. Therapy is like very stigmatized for no reason, bro. It's not. I don't know what. Like, like why nothing, it was painted like that? There's nothing wrong with going to therapy. So, like, so me and you talking, like, say I come to you with, like, a real issue, right? Yeah. You being my friend, like, regardless of how unbiased you want to be, there's still some type of bias there. Yeah. I go to a therapist. Motherfucker, I do not know. Mm-hmm. 100% unbiased opinion, no yeah. matter what. Like, I can walk in there and be like, yeah, you know. This dude stepped on my shoes, so I shot him. <laughs> Confidentially, they can't get you arrested. But well, yeah, but that, at the same time, he's just gonna be like, "You're fucking stupid." Yeah, why'd you do that? 
And you, if I tell that to you, you're going to be like, yeah, fuck that. He stepped on your shoes. They were like 400 bucks. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why there's like a huge stigma. I mean, like being able to just talk in general about like certain shit you got going on. Yeah. Getting like an like not really advice. I mean, you're getting like it's like guidance. Yeah, it's like guidance on like navigating through these life events that you have because as you're going through major life events, you don't realize that they're major life events. Yeah. And when you communicate that to a person, um, they can see that and let you know that you're currently going through a major life event mm-hmm. and tell you that certain feelings that you have are natural. And if you're not doing the right thing, then they'll tell you the right thing to do. And that's the thing I don't, think a lot of people want to come to terms with is a lot of people's life decisions fucking suck like they don't want to come to grips with you building this thick layer that a guy has to get around is never going to actually attract a good guy most guys that are trying to become successful believe it or not don't have time to entertain your bullshit like when school starts and i have another four classes of calculus some other are like i don't know three other arbitrary classes i gotta take until i get to my junior year i have so much studying to do like i was talking to my ex today me and her cool still like we broke up on good terms just Mm. understanding that romantically we weren't quite there for each other and we both had some room to grow on different sides but as friends we were still cool and i was talking to her about it and therapy girls bitches ain't shit oh time time there you go i figured it out yep all right and we're back i got i got lost for a second but um yeah so me and my ex were talking about the time that we had just to study because she's in school too and after we broke up we both understood we had more time simply not yelling at each other than us being together trying to figure it out and just that space to figure it out and still be cool with each other was healthy other people don't want to admit when something failed and went in a different direction some Mm -hmm. people don't want to come to grips with you buying a house at this age based on what school you went to or based on this job that you have which a job is a little bit more reasonable than school but Mm -hmm. you buying a house for a reason that isn't gonna pay you for a long period of time is not a good idea yeah like if i decided to buy a house up in kennesaw and i'm happy my parents talked me out of it i would only have that house for about three years and i'm open to moving anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. to get some work experience so it'll just be an empty house when I leave it, or I'll have to go through the motions of trying to sell the house if something in my life changes. Right. And people who aren't fully established financially or with a job that they could foresee themselves being with for five plus years, they just end up in a situation where I hate the job I have now, or now I'm displaced for the unfortunate people. They just end up getting fired or Mm -hmm. their job goes under 
And now you're in a situation where you either have to commute a crazy distance to go to work and keep your house, or you just have to sell your house. And uh, my advice is I don't think people under the age of 30 really need to like own a house in a way where they think that that is where they're going to be forever. They don't want to sell it because it's an achievement for them. It's like a trophy. And a therapist will tell you a house isn't a trophy. A house is just a house. Yeah. I mean, it's an asset. I mean, when I bought my house, I knew that I wasn't going to stay in here forever. Um, We're looking at moving to a completely different country. (laughs) Yeah, you've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. Um, And as of right now, we're kind of on track to do that. Um, And I'm just right now, we're just doing things to the house to kind of raise the value of it when it's time to sell. Mm -hmm. Sell this motherfucker and keep it moving. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I get I get it. And to I guess end on a short but positive note, how's your investing look? Um let me check. I All haven't right. gotten too deep into it yet. Or again. <laughs> Are you like still in Dogecoin? Just... No. Ooh. That started plummeting, so I just sold it. It is what it is. Yeah. No. Like I I bought it at like eight cents or whatever. Got all all the way up to like seventy cents or some shit like that. Yeah. Sold at like fifty. So you still sold at a profit. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then, um, do you think crypto will continue to be, I guess, legitimate stock to invest? Yeah, I think so. It's just a matter of picking the right one. Right. There was a whole little craze while everybody was looking at, through stuff. At home with a lot of stimulus checks to spend. Yeah, and everybody was just kind of going here and there, throwing money at new shit. Everybody was making new different types of cryptos and shit like that. Yeah, investing kind of was just a boat to rock for a little bit, and now things are kind of starting to settle and come back to normal levels yeah so i mean beyond that um wells fargo the advisor there that i have is kind of just moving my shit for me okay so you just hired somebody to (laughs) yeah so i was just like "Ah, whatever i'm not mad at you because i was considering doing the same thing that's i guess another part of investing we never really talked about and that could be another episode but yeah, hiring a professional to do your investing for you. Just move my shit. Take a percentage and keep it moving. Yeah, it, you end up with a profit. It does pretty well. Mm-hmm. It turns out they know what they're doing. Crazy idea, right? Like they can make a better profit than you can make in your spare time. Yeah, and I just check in every month and be like, yo, what's up? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I bought this, sold that, did this, moved it here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. You saw a growth of like 5%. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. Oh, thank you. That's cool. I'm not going to be able to touch it for a couple of years anyway. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Money, money. Money. Imaginary yes. money to me at, right, at this point. <laughs> yeah. Until like 2030, it's just 
non-touchable money. Yeah. That's fine. That's actual investing. It's just sitting around and letting an imaginary number grow until you could legally pull it out at a good price. I guess yeah. you could pull it out whenever, technically, but they'll tax the hell out of you. But I think that is a happy note to end on, you know, out here making money, talk about some productive stuff, go to therapy, guys, instead of going to club. Like, yeah. it's just one, it's probably $15 if you have health care, and without it, um, might be a few clubs that you don't go to, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go to therapy. Therapy is the best club. Let it all out. Don't <laughs> talk to your mom about it. Yeah, your friends are like tired anyway. of hearing. <laughs> your friends are tired about it, hearing about it. I'm not. Y'all can talk to me whenever. That sounded so bad, but yeah, don't talk right. to me. I'll make fun of you. <laughs> okay, we're done. What if this is it? Tell me what if this is it? Well, well, what if this is it? Tell me what if.